All right. Happy Friday. Thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, Linda, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we pretty much been vindicated yet once again in the mob, the media that was dismissing all the issues involving Hunter and Joe Biden? Have they been proven to be uh, incompetent propagandists and liars and hypocrites to the whatever degree? Uh, I, I would say that these indictments kind of indicate a lot of what we have been reporting regularly. Is that true? I mean, it's true. It's definitely not how the left is reporting it by any stretch. Yeah, of course not. Now, I will tell you, this is only the beginning. I'll get to the details in a second. Now, before we get to Hunter's indictments, uh, let me just tell you what's happening around the world. And and this is America uh, abdicating its role on the world stage and the consequences of it. And this is a president that doesn't do a thing when our top geopolitical foes are out there uh, attacking us, threatening us, or whatever they happen to be doing. China, no, no consequences for COVID, no consequences for unfair trade practices, no consequences for intellectual property theft, no consequences for a spy balloon, no consequences for threatening our ally Taiwan and flying all over their airspace and threatening them, no consequences for confronting our, our fighter jets in international airways, no consequences for intimidating our Navy in international waters, none at all whatsoever. Just, oh, I like, uh, I like President Xi. Um, and there's never any consequences. And, of course, Joe Biden first tries to bribe the mullahs in Iran with $6 billion. He opens up the opportunity, turns a blind eye to them selling their oil all over the world, which helps them fund terror. They are still the number one state sponsor of terror, uh, which leads me to today's news, which is now that Joe Biden has removed the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels from the U.S. designated terrorist list, the Houthi rebels have been funded. That is a proxy war that they have been engaged with, with Saudi Arabia and others, that is being fought really by Iran, funded by Iran, the number one state sponsor of terror. What does Joe Biden do? Well, he takes them off the designated terrorist list. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, now we have a rocket attack on the sprawling U.S. embassy in Baghdad, which caused, well, thankfully only minor damage, no casualties, but this is now over 100 attacks against our soldiers abroad in Iraq and Syria. Why is he not fighting back? The only thing we saw is Joe Biden, you know, responding with, uh, you know, the pinprick. Uh, let me shoot at an empty uh, warehouse and we'll bomb that and we'll, we'll call it a day. Anyway, the attack was the first on the embassy located in the heavily fortified green zone of Iraq's capital to be confirmed since the beginning of the Israeli-Hamas war. And this assault today was followed by drone and, and multi-rocket attacks, including on al-Assad Air Base in Iraq and three troop locations in Syria. Thankfully, no casualties. But what is Joe going to do? Is he just going to continue to allow this to happen now that he's facilitated uh, 10, what, billion dollars in monies to go to Iran based on oil payments that he did not have to allow to have happen? You got Iran-backed militias in Iraq. They have claimed responsibility for dozens of attacks that targeted bases that housed U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria since Israel declared war on Hamas two months ago. The U.S. says, you know, we're now at nearly 100 attacks. 
U.S. military officials says the multi-rocket attack was launched at American and coalition forces in the vicinity of the embassy complex and the Union uh, 3 base, which houses offices of the U.S.-led coalition. The official added, no casualties, no damage to infrastructure. Somebody's about to die here. You can't have this many attacks and and not have some significant, serious ramifications, and that means Americans being killed. And Joe's not lifting a finger to stop it. Now, Biden removed, you know, the you know, this group of the Houthi rebels from the terrorist list. Why would he ever do that? Why would Joe do that? That makes no sense. U.S. forces in the Middle East have been attacked, you know, close to 100 times. I don't get it. That makes sense. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby evaded a reporter's question when asked about Biden's decision to unlist the Houthis in Yemen as a terrorist group. During the daily White House briefing, Fox News reporter Jackie Heinrich asked Kirby whether Biden holds any regret for delisting the Houthis as a foreign terrorist organization, whether the administration will now reconsider that move. Quote, I've already said that we're going to review that decision. We are. That's it. But he gave no time frame. I don't have a date certain for you or any outcome to brief you on. But we said we're already going to take a look and review that decision. Now, several of the president's Republican critics in Congress, they have been telling Biden to consider reclassifying them. They are a terror group. And Wink and Tony Blinken at the time arguing that the administration removed the designation over concerns that it might have a devastating impact on the people uh, in Yemen and their access to basic commodities like food and fuel. Uh, that's our top priority, not our national security, not our homeland security. You can't even make this up. Um, all right, let me get to the big issue of the day. And that, of course, is, you know, breaking just before our TV show last night. You know, this is the beauty of live television and live radio. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but anyway, federal prosecutors now filing three felony charges, six misdemeanor counts against Hunter Biden uh, and all related to this scheme to evade taxes on this massive amount of money. Now, you got to keep this in mind. This is from 2016 to 2019. It does not include the years of Burisma, 2014 and 15. Why? Because now special counsel, then investigator of what, four years into this, uh, this guy Weiss, well, he didn't get the job done and he allowed the statute of limitations to pass on what would have been the biggest, easiest slam dunk case of all of them. This is the guy who originally planned not to charge Hunter at all. Now, that was their original plan. They, were, they would never charge Hunter with anything. They would sweep all of the Biden family members, their misdeeds, all of this under the rug. And by the way, it was all going to plan. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes these two whistleblowers. Whoopsie daisy. And then they had to come up with plan B because the, the prosecutor, David Weiss, dragged his feet. It was a phony, fake investigation for years. He was protecting the Bidens. He allowed the statute of limitations to run out on several very serious tax crimes, interestingly, in the Burisma years. And then he seemed content to just wrap up the probe without any charges. Okay, so income Gary Shapley. And this guy, Ziegler, who happens to be a Democrat, uh, his name is Joseph Ziegler. He, and by the way, he excoriated Democrats for their treatment of whistleblowers this week. 
uh, before the House Ways and Means Committee and testimony they gave this week. Anyway, he then seemed contempt to wrap up the probe without any charges. The whistleblowers come out. Weiss and the DOJ have to go to plan B. What's plan B? Well, that was the sweetheart deal for Hunter, masquerading as justice. In other words, uh, if it wasn't for a brave judge, three things made this possible. Rudy Giuliani's attorney, a guy by the name of Bob Costello, is one of the top attorneys in the country. Uh, he got a copy of the hard drive of Hunter Biden, gave it to Rudy, and this is why the FBI was pre-bunking it in the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election, you know, meeting weekly with big tech organizations and telling them, you might be victims of a misinformation campaign. It may be about Hunter or Joe Biden. Uh, and sure enough, the laptop story breaks in the New York Post. And then, by the way, they had confirmed the authenticity of the laptop in March of 2020. They knew it was real. And when Facebook and Twitter asked the FBI, is this misinformation like you were warning us about or is this real? They would not comment. They knew it was real. They should have commented because they created an environment where the story was censored. And that was the biggest campaign contribution Joe Biden could ever get. There was one poll I think showed about 17 percent of voters, you know, saying that if, if they had known about Hunter Biden's laptop story, they would never, ever would have voted for Joe Biden. Well, that would have been a game changer anyway. So plan B was we'll give him a sweetheart deal. Then we have the brave judge in Delaware who actually read the plea agreement and is shocked. And remember, they buried the, the, the gun the diversion charge aspect of this, you know, in one part of it where it was definitely not appropriate. And then the judge says to the prosecution, have you ever seen a deal like this before? Because I haven't. And then the prosecution had to admit, no, they'd never seen a deal like that either. That's how great a sweetheart deal that was. Uh, so that didn't work. Now, then we have the whole issue of the contradiction of David Weiss. He tells one senator one story about his authority and ability to charge in other jurisdictions. And then he tells a congressman a whole different story. And then, of course, when the whistleblowers came out, they said, well, we took contemporaneous notes. And David Weiss was very clear that he did not have any authority at all whatsoever to charge in other jurisdictions like D.C. and California. These charges, by the way, yesterday out of California. And now that directly contradicted testimony before Congress of Merrick Garland that said, no, I did give him that authority. So we know that Garland didn't tell the truth. And then rather, this guy dragged his feet for four years, didn't want to charge at all, then comes up with a sweetheart deal. And then after all this comes out and is exposed, then all of a sudden he becomes a special counsel. Well, now we've got charges. We've got the gun charges. Now we've got the tax charges. And all of this is all evidence of what Jim Jordan's committee judiciary is looking into. And that is whether or not the DOJ and the FBI have been politicized and weaponized. You know, deeply humiliating for David Weiss and Merrick Garland, in my opinion. But I don't think they have any shame about this at all. Could you imagine if this was Donald Trump? Forget tens of millions of dollars. I mean, just go through the list of what what the Comer Committee, what what the Ways and Means Committee, what, what all this information that they have. I mean, there's so much out there that implicates Joe Biden. And this is the point that I want to get to. This is not really about Hunter Biden. This goes way beyond Hunter Biden on so many different levels. 
And we'll get to all of this in a minute here. But, you know, you got to remember, Joe Biden lied to us. He said never once did he ever talk to his son, his brother, or anybody for that matter about their foreign business deals. We know for a fact that he did. We know that Devin Archer testified to that point, to that fact. We know that he is aware himself of over 20 meetings with Hunter and foreign business partners where they, in fact, discussed uh, these business deals and that Joe Biden was the brand and what they were selling is the brand. And the one thing that we don't have is, you know, any services rendered for the tens of millions of dollars of money that we're talking about, that these these monies were put in shell corporations, according to James Comer. Those shell corporations just moved the money around. There weren't real businesses. There weren't real LLCs. And they moved the money around here, there, and everywhere. And then they transferred to, they've identified 10 Biden family members, including Joe and including grandchildren. I want to know what the grandchildren did to get money from China, Ukraine, Russia, Romania, Kazakhstan. What did they do for the money? You know, what about the SARS report, the suspicious activity reports? What about the shell corporations? If Joe did nothing wrong, why did he lie over and over and over again, including this week on this issue? If you look at the sheer amount of money that they're talking about, it is astronomical. And we can see no services rendered. They have not identified any of it. You know, did, did Joe Biden take official actions like when he leveraged the billion taxpayer dollars that was official Obama administration policy in December of 2015? Uh, by leveraging our billion dollars to get the prosecutor investigating his son and Burisma, an oil and gas giant, you know, gets the prosecutor off their back five days after a call with Hunter and Burisma executives when they were in Dubai and Joe was in Washington. Five days after that, Joe leveraged the money. What was the consequence of that? Hunter continued to get paid. Why is that significant? Hunter, in his own words, admits he had no experience at all whatsoever and oil, gas, energy, coal, or Ukraine. Then, of course, the WhatsApp message, another energy deal, this time with China. I'm sitting here with my father, that one. We'll get into that in a second. Um, this is a big deal, but let me just say it this way. This is the Joe Biden bribery and money laundering scandal allegations. This is way deeper than Hunter. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. 